0: So blessed. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Jean. Thank you, Mel. All the beautiful music we've got going on. Welcome, everybody. You just are used to saying, she must want me to say something because she's staring at us. (laughs) Somebody asked me uh, last service, what's our color next week? Anything you want, because we have reached the end of our fall program. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Where we have been looking at Panoskisai's book, discovering your soul signature, and discerning what that is, our soul signature. So last week we had a conversation about allowing doing to arise from being. And so on our webs up here, all the yellow cards are our intentions from last week to practice that idea of being in a place of being and allowing what we do to arise from that. So how many of you filled out a card and put that into practice this week?
1: Yay! Yay!
0: Ashley gave me the mic. You know why? Ellie. Ellie. Thank you for the reminder, Ellie. Ellie gave me the mic. You know why? Because I am knowing somebody wants to share what it was like this past week to be in that place of being, and how it changed things, impacted you somehow, led to a deeper understanding. So who is it that just can't wait to share that idea with us? Shannon, then Connie. See, I knew we'd have somebody. Okay. um, What I put on my card is to stop and look at any situation where I have fear, and how would I translate that to love? And I work with some difficult clients, and, you know, they struggle, and I get that. Um, But sometimes they do things that really endanger themselves, and sometimes it's not always legal, and when I find out they do that, it's just like this, uh, you know, it's like, but but I'm really, I'm afraid for their lives, but I'm afraid for their lives because I love them. So how am I going to turn that around and show them, The way through love rather than, because they're they're so surrounded with fear and anger all the time, Mm -hmm. so how can I be different for them? Yeah. So you're holding that question. Yeah. Yeah. Good, Shannon. Pass it right up to Connie. Connie, what do you have to share? Well, mine was to
1: speak gratitude before anger. Ah. So before I could get mad, I had to think of something to be thankful for. Wow. Yeah, I tried. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't didn't I add? Didn't I add?
0: Did it shift the anger? A little bit. You know, it takes practice. It's the beginning. It takes practice. Anybody else? All right. Well, your opportunity to speak is not done, but we'll get to that. So, So just to review, and then I'm going to ask the kids to come up for a discussion in in just a moment. But just to review, let's go back to the beginning of this six-week series where we came into this idea of I'm willing to be uncomfortable. Willing to be uncomfortable, right? And for a lot of people, the first part of the book that we've read on discovering your soul's signature, led to uncomfortable. Some people decided to let it go at the very beginning because it invited us to look at things like sadness and fear and anger and shame. And how many of you remember during any time of this fall program that you were invited to sit with the uncomfortable? Yeah. And there's great value in allowing yourself to sit with the uncomfortable because I can assure you, if what you are doing is showing up as your soul signature, the divine expressing uniquely and individually as you, it's going to feel uncomfortable. Anybody agree? And then we looked at rewiring unconscious patterns. We all have patterns and habits, ways of being, thinking, speaking, which either serves us to demonstrate who we are as the light of God expressing, or it serves to keep us small, and not in this place of who we are in truth, right? So we had looked at rewiring unconscious patterns. How many of you have been involved in rewiring unconscious patterns these past six weeks? Yeah. We looked at this idea of the expanding view of you with the blank canvas, remember that? Where we talked about we come into life as this blank canvas and then begin to put over that all of the thoughts, ideas, beliefs, feelings that we have and begin to identify with those things, forgetting that in any moment we can let all that go and return to this place of our purity, our our innocence, our possibility, our divinity, this blank canvas that each of us have come into this life as. And then we looked at, I I think I skipped this one, because before we got to the blank canvas, it was this harmonious, present moment. Right? That any moment, as we bring ourselves fully into this moment, we can experience this moment from that place of harmony. Why? Because we're love, as was so beautiful in the uh, meditation that Marilyn did. I'm looking at her, but she's not there. So... (laughs) This beautiful meditation that Marilyn talked about. We are love. And so in any moment, in any moment, no matter what is occurring in this present moment, we can be that harmonizing power that is love there. And that's what we're invited to, to be when we come to this place of being. Remember last week we said there are really two states of being out of which all of our thoughts, our words, our actions arise. And that is either what? Love or fear. Right? So we're choosing love. And so now we've gotten to this moment, which is um, from ending to beginning. So if there's any kids that want to come up and have a little conversation for a minute, I just thought we'd have a little conversation. So if you want to come on up, come on up. There we go. Yay, Alexis, I got one. Anybody else? You want to come up? Super. Anybody else want to come up? There they are. You can sit down, right? Get comfy. There we go. All right. Eddie? Am I right? Is it Eddie? Eddie? Yes, Eddie, Eve, Alexis. Alexis, you got to sit down, though. You'll drive everybody crazy running around. They won't be able to hear what you have to say. Is that it? Nobody else wants to take me up on it? That's okay. So here, to you three, this is for you. I want you to think about this for a minute. Eve, Eddie, Alexis, ready? Have you ever had a time when something ended? A time, okay, so Eve, I saw you nodding pretty quickly. What was the time? What happened when something ended? Here's Will. Good. Sit down, Will. When did something end? What ended? Your time at Dave and Buster's came to an end, right? In any harmonious present moment, whatever you're doing is gonna come to an end. And for Eve, it was her time at Dave and Buster's that came to an end. And then what did you do, Eve? Do you remember? Now, Will. Uh, All right, so you may not be able to hear this. I should have a mic on you guys because this is good. I know, right? Ellie, it's a shame I don't have a mic. So I'm going to repeat because Will said, uh, in the winter, when winter begins, I'm happy then winter is really dreary and yucky and dark, right? Is that about it, right? And then what do you end up feeling, Will?
1: Uh, that I'm getting happier because it's spring and
0: there's flowers popping up. And so as winter ends, you let go of winter and you step into spring and, it yeah. and yeah. it's good. So is there any part of you, because we're not into winter yet, right? It's coming up. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. So you got to let go of fall Yeah. and go into winter. And what are your thoughts about that? Well...
1: Um, I'm excited for the holidays, and I like to ski, and I'm excited for now. So
0: you're excited for now in this harmonious present moment, thinking about winter coming. You're excited to be moving into yeah. this ending and that beginning. Okay, Eddie, tell me what have you saw that ended before for you?
1: Um, uh, so this is movie called Little Shop of Horrors, and the the plant he ends when the Seymour shocks him with the thingy. Yeah. And in the end, he comes back as a little dude. Then he looks at the
0: the screen and he's like, "So, do you relate to that? Is there a, is there a time that you ended as one thing and started again as something else, like that little plant and the little shop of words? No, not yet, not I yet." Think- Maybe it'll happen for some, you. You said something that ended. I did. I didn't say to you, did I? Nope. Nope. <laughs> See, you've got to be explicit. All right, Alexis. Something that ended for you. Um, we well one visitation ended. We got a new visitation. Then we then that ended a new one. No matter. Then we went to our house. So it keeps going, like end, start, end, start, end, start. When a one visitation ended, another started. How did you feel about one visitation ending? Frustrated. frustrated. I don't. I don't want to. We can. Um, visitations. Don't want to do that. It's frustrating. Anybody feel frustrated as things end mm. and new things begin? It can be frustrating, can't it? Do you have something for us, Delilah? You just wanted to come up here and sit. Yeah? Okay, so I want you to think about something that is brand new, going to be starting here, the next thing, whatever that is. Maybe uh, a new friend that you've made, or maybe a new opportunity you get to go see a new movie. Whatever, whatever the new beginning is going to be, what does it make you feel like? Alexis? Happy. Happy. Anybody else? Will? Um... A new start. Are you excited about that? Yeah. yeah. You are excited about that? Eve? Different. Different. It makes you feel different, right? What did you say? I said, think about something that's coming up for you. Not, not in some other realm, but something for you. <laughs> something for you that's going to change. And how do you feel about that? Okay, got it? Something has already been changed. Okay, so how do you feel about it? Happy, happy about it, happy about it, happy about it. I took it away, I know. Are You got something, Delilah? How do you feel about it? Sad. Sad, because sometimes new beginnings are sad. All right, thank you all for coming up and sharing your wise words of wisdom, and you can go sit back down if you'd like. (laughs) Oh, we have all kinds of things, right, where one thing ends... But it's never an ending completely. It's always an opportunity for a new beginning. An ending, a beginning, an ending, a beginning, an ending, a beginning. And so here we are at an ending of discovering your soul signature. And I wonder how many of you have discovered something about your soul signature as this series comes to an end. How many of you have discovered something about your soul signature? Yeah, I see some hands. Anybody want to share about what you've discovered? I put out a, uh, an opportunity to all of our fall program books, book groups, to let me know if you wanted to share something at our last service of the series. And guess how many people said yes? No one. But I can work with that. And so I'm going to give you an opportunity now. So, Brian, you got your hand up? All right, Brian, what did you learn about your soul signature?
2: So, I will admit that I am not actually doing this series, but for me, it actually started a year ago. I was going to school to be a social worker, and I realized that that was my life purpose, but not my sole purpose. And I had never heard that before, that there is an actual difference. So, the reality is, a year ago, I... To, to gain my spirituality, I found out, because I worked so hard at it, that I was neglecting my body and I had to change that. So it took a year of just refiguring out what my diet is and working on that to actually heal myself before I could continue. And so now that I am on my path for, for physical well-being... Now, my spiritual path is coming into being, and it has a lot to do with just being intuitive. Yes.
0: Beautiful, Brian. So, what I love about what Brian just said is that he realized that his, it wasn't your per- personal purpose. What was it you call it? Your soul purpose is different than your life purpose. Because here's the thing that I find people saying just tell me, tell me, what do I need to do to, to fulfill my soul purpose? tell me. Tell me. And it is always about what do I need to be, what to do, typically, not be, but to do, right? So so how can I fulfill my sole purpose by doing something? And what Brian discovered is it's not about doing any particular career as, as inviting as that career might be for you, because here's the thing, what happens when that career is done, Maybe you've been thinking, well, my sole purpose is to raise these kids, but what happens when those kids move out of the house? Maybe you're thinking my sole purpose is to, you know, be with this beloved of mine and, and to serve him or her. But what happens when that one is not there anymore? Does that mean your sole purpose is done? So, sole purpose is so much bigger, right, than life purpose. Sole purpose exists. From the moment you're born until the moment you die, and from my perspective and beyond. How can it end? As long as your soul is, there's a purpose there. What is that? What is your soul's signature? So, who else has something to share? Okay, Peggy. Well, I have to say,
1: as a facilitator for um, one of the book clubs, um, I, I... I received for myself so many things from the people that were in my uh, book club some of them community some from other places and just the exchange of um, how they felt and and sharing things but one of the main things for me was the, um, the the blank canvas that it helped me remember that every single day I can have a blank canvas, and I can start over, and if my day before was not what I wanted it to be, it's okay, because today I'm starting over, and that was one of the things in the book, and from the people in my group that helped me to recognize for myself.
0: Yeah, every day provides a new opportunity to show up as this blank canvas and all of its possibilities, right, and not in the ideas that I'm thinking about it. And in fact, I would challenge you one more thing, Peggy. Every moment can be a brand new moment to show up as this blank canvas. In other words, you can choose at any time during the day that, whoops, I want to start again. And every moment is a new moment, a new harmonious present moment to choose again to be this blank canvas. Thank you, Peggy, for sharing. Anybody else? Yes, Kimberly. I'm going to pass this through. Can somebody hand that over to Kimberly? Kimberly.
1: So for many years, I tried to live my life uh, with the idea that Gandhi, I took it from Gandhi, was to be the change that I wish to see in the world. And for so long, I thought that that should be like this huge, major event that should happen. And how do I manifest that into my life? And I was frustrated because I always seemed like it would get so close and then nothing would happen. And I'm still at Unity's Virtual Center. I'm still a massage therapist. I'm still living my life. So it was very affirming for me when I read the chapters on Be the Change that to, like, uh, how I've been living it to be the change that I wish to see in the world will, every small thing that I do will elevate the consciousness of the world and just to stay consistent in my practices and in my doing and recognizing where my being is and stuff like that. So that was awesome. Yay. Yay,
0: Kimberly. How many of you have had that? that thought, right? Like if I'm going to be living into my soul purpose, it must be huge. And it hasn't happened for me yet because nothing that huge has happened yet. Anybody think that? Yeah. Right. So I love that, Kimberly, that that insight came. Every single moment provides an opportunity to live into who we are here to be. And unity teaches that each and every one of us is a unique and individualized expression of God. Everyone. Unique. You. As who you are. Are so needed here in who you are in your uniqueness. We are not all to. Show up and be like someone else, right? If only I could be like. Have you ever had that thought? But you're here to be you. And who you are is amazing. When you find that unique you that you are as love and show up as that. As as Ellie was singing this morning. I did it. As Ellie was singing this morning, I thought, oh, she's got such a beautiful voice. Did anybody think, I wish I could sing like Ellie? I wish I could do that, Ellie. And as much as I love Ellie's voice, and I do, every time she comes to sing, it just fills me. But you know what? I'm glad we don't have a world of just Ellie's singing, right? That would get kind of boring, right? I mean, it's true, right? Yes we all love Michelle's laugh over there. You're probably thinking, I wish I could laugh like Michelle. That's such a good laugh. But you have your own uniqueness. You're not here to be Michelle. You're not here to be Ed. You're not here to be John or Vivian. As beautiful as all of you are, you're not here to be anybody but you. What is your unique soul signature? And what are you here to be? I was uh, on my way to church, and on my way to church, I I pass an apple orchard. Yeah, some of them who have heard this are already happy. Oh yes, he's doing the apple story. And I was thinking about that apple orchard, right? Like those apples have a purpose, don't they? In an apple orchard, what's their purpose? To grow, Alexis. What's their purpose? To be healthy and grow. Why? Because they're there for that farmer to sell, right? And to sell them to you and to I to take those apples home and nourish our bodies. Those apples have purpose. But all the apples have been picked off the apple tree by now. And what I noticed on my way by the apple orchard this morning is there's a lot of apples laying at the bottom of that tree. Those naughty apples did not serve their purpose. Naughty apples, right, Eve? You missed your chance. You missed your chance to serve your purpose. Or did they? What is the purpose? To reproduce? To nourish? To? You said it. To be apples. Their purpose is simply to be apples. And if they got picked on time for the harvest and they... shared and they end up in our home. Their purpose is to be an apple to nourish our bodies. But if they didn't, if they ended up around the ground and we would say, oh, that's a waste. No, now their purpose is still to be an apple. And what do apples do when they end up on the ground? They rot. They rot. Or they get eaten by the deer or something else. They nourish the soil Those little seeds inside of the apple can now end up in the soil and they might grow into new apple trees. But depending on our perspective, we might have said, you didn't serve your purpose, apple. But you see, their purpose in that moment was to let go of what they were supposed to be to end that. I'm not going to be picked for harvest and to move on to the next new beginning. I wonder what I'll be now. And you get to choose the same thing from moment to moment to moment Moment. What am I here to be? What are you here to be? What are you here to be? Love. <clears throat> love. Usually, if if I'm waiting and waiting, the answer is either God or love. All right. So, yes, we're here to be love. That's it. You're here to be loved. That's what Panache tells us at the end of this book. You're here to be loved. Now, how does that look at any moment? I don't know. You're here to uniquely be loved as you. When Ellie's up here singing, her way of being loved is to share her beautiful voice. When our kitchen angels are creating their kitchen angel stuff, they're there to be loved, serving and doing the kitchen angel stuff. Uh, John is back there right now. He is serving his soul signature, being love, running the audio machine. Right, John? Right. See, he waves. Yeah. What are you here to be? So this is what we are coming to an end, but really it's the beginning. It's the beginning of taking everything that you've learned over the last six weeks and saying, now how do I live that? How do I be that? How do I Practice that so that I can show up, not like somebody else, but like me, at that love expressing. So in your bulletins this week, you've gotten a couple of, uh, and if you didn't get one, raise your hand. I know I haven't said what what it is yet, but these cards, there it is. You've got two of them. Raise your hand if you need. And we've got the, uh, Paul looks like you're the designated one. I saw Michael point to you, Paul, so. In love, he did that. Raise your hand. If you need a pen, raise your hand. They'll bring it by. Because what I want you to do is decide right here, right now, for this week, and maybe it's a practice you can take on beyond this week, but as this fall program is ending, how am I going to now show up? Is that unique? Here, over here too, Paul. We got one more. Unique. Loving being that you are. How could you practice that? Now, I'll tell you what my practice is. My practice is, what does it look like to love here? To ask the question. A question is very valuable. You could ask a question in any moment. What does it look like to love here? That question keeps me focused on, no matter what is occurring, if it's a problem or if it's a blessing, what does it look like to love here? Because that is what I know is my soul signature to be, to be loved. So what does it look like? To be Joanne in this moment as love. But you don't have to take mine. You can choose one of your own. And you write it down on both cards. The one with the ribbon on it, you're going to bring up to the front. Tie it on our web. At some point, when Spirit moves you to come tie it up there. And the other one, you're going to take home. And you're going to post it somewhere that it's going to remind you. Remind you to be beautiful, unique, individualized expression of God that you are. We're wearing gold today. Gold is for the power of understanding. It is to recognize and realize that God is standing under it all. And that you are here to simply be that divine expression in this moment. We can do it, right? So let's let's end with a little affirmation together. I'm here to be me. I'm here to be me. That sounded weak. I'm here, to be me. I'm here to be me. Yes, with that excitement. Oh, I can't wait to share with the world who I am. I am here to be me. Here to be me. Now look at someone and said, you're here to be you. to be someone you're not so stop trying to be someone you're not and just be I'm here to be me yeah go do that, go be that let your light shine and you will if you don't know it today, if you're still sitting here confused about what the heck was this past six weeks about and how come I still don't know what my soul signature is just keep practicing It'll come to you. I know it will. God bless.